You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. There's Alliance. One more week of Alliance. Uh, damn it. And I'm, I'm going to miss that, that uh, group. I'm going to miss those kids. And next year will be the last of the next week is the last of the Alliance week. And then uh, no more Alliance. And the Mohicans are all gone. We're not going to have them around anymore. I can't wait to see what Mike and the Molotovs come up with, though. It's, it hopefully. I love you, and you love me. I just want, yeah, I just want uh, country, their guitarist, to have something <laughs> prominent in the song more than just guitar. And and the other dude, the other big dude, that, they were just great. Yeah. Mike and the Molotovs was a lot of fun, and we missed their show, which was I think last, last night. night. Yeah. I couldn't go because I had to watch that stupid Steelers. Should have went. <laughs> I should have absolutely just opened the doors to the gang and said, "I'm out." What a disaster. Uh, what are you going to do? I got an email from a guy here, and I will read pretty much any email with the subject that said, I would blow you if I was Dua Lipa. No. Hey, you know what? That's one step closer. It said, uh, uh, I know you got tomorrow's big show. I loved you and Jonathan Kite's chemistry. I downloaded the episodes on my phone so I can listen after I catch up with the podcast when I got nothing to do. Uh, and no offense, uh, you do great voices, but his Tom Hanks is amazing. That's why he's coming back. It is one of the best impressions I've ever heard. It's so much fun. Not even that it's perfect or anything. It's a caricature of Tom Hanks, but man, is it a fun impression. Uh, he's uh, suggested a bit for us on the stage tomorrow. Like I have, We have that segment tomorrow night called Make the Monkey Dance. And I've gotten quite a lot of suggestions. Several not so kosher. Not such a great idea. <laughs> but some are great. To where you put... The celebrities of choice into scenarios, and I've allowed it. Here's his. It says, I have one that's a, and he calls it the Holmberg Darkie Show. It is Holmberg After Dark. It is, <laughs> I don't think that that's. I'm going. I know. Yeah, I'm bringing the wrong audience. It says, uh, I figured Kite would obviously do as Tom Hanks. You have a prop with him on stage. So Kite on stage with his Wilson that he made in the hotel after he came back from the island and his wife shunned him. So it's basically Wilson with a hole in it because now he's just he's just banging Wilson's face. So now we're doing carrot top jokes. And that says, uh, anyway, she gave him his car, left his own house. Uh, like we were talking about the other day, he takes Wilson 2.0 and starts talking. You know, she had to leave me. I was dead for five years in her eyes and in a moment of silence. But then you off stage with a mic answering as Wilson in the voice of OJ. Tell him how to handle this situation. It's not bad. OJ is very popular in your suggestions on my email, by the way. You guys want an entire night of OJ. 
And I'm the guy to give it to you. I have no other. I, I got no. I think it's a great plan. We had a few Rico Blaze come through, too. No, Rico Blaze. At the end of the night, maybe he'll clear it. But, yeah, I like, here's the thing about O.J. Simpson, since it's impression night tomorrow at Holmberg After Dark. Uh, you may think, geez, John does that O.J. Simpson a lot. Certain voices feel like a massage. There's a certain aspect of the O.J. impression that when I got it, I'm like, that feels so good. It's almost like throat masturbating. O.J.'s voice in my throat. Your throat coat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I put O.J. in my throat... Everything's better. <laughs> uh, this guy says, I can't go because I live in another state, but how will I know if my ideas and my videos made Bert's top 10? Uh, they want to know if there's an award for being the top video in Bert's videos and if they get uh, one of their ideas put on the air or on the uh, stage. Uh, I don't know. We're, I, look, there's, a pre-party, something there's a pre-party tomorrow at Copper Blues before the show. Good chance... This night of chaos turns into something none of us remember, except Brady. You guys should have seen yourselves acting a fool. I had to get home by 12, so. I can't imagine. Yesterday at the uh, Steelers thing, my buddy Richard was there, and he says, uh, so what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, I, he goes, what are you going to do? And I just stared at him. I'm like, I kind of have, I really don't know. And he goes, good for you. Like that excited him. There's a rough outline. That's no, it's not even that. It's not even an, it's just rough. It's like, let's just see what we've got. And I talked to Jonathan Kite about it and he's like, ah, let's just throw it out there. I'm like, I'm in on that, but I really don't know how to, I don't know what we're doing. We have a band like my man, Marty is Marty and Ryan are going to be, it's going to be like the tonight show only without Fallon. Although Fallon may show up, it's going to be like a good tonight show, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And that seemed to get people more excited. And now I'm starting to regret the whole thing because expectations. So we have to get everybody really drunk. We have to, Brett, that's your job before the videos. All right. Tomorrow from 9 to 11 at the pre-party, lather this crew up so they can go in there and, you know, we don't need this thing to be like high expectations. I, not, not, I don't know. We don't know. Maybe it goes great. I'm not so sure. Sounds just like a regular show for us. We just that's go true. in there and not know what we're going to do and just do true. it. <laughs> right. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, I wake up every morning with that same, I don't know what's going on. What are we, what is going on? We'll, we'll it. figure it Let out. Let me throw this out there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then you know, next thing you know, you're talking about what good ideas Al-Qaeda had. And it's like, Jesus Christ, how did this... Uh, somebody pointed out, if football's getting so sensitive, the two-year-old speeches by Sean McDermott can't be, you know, kosher anymore. You have to go apologize. What about the word blitz? The word blitz is involved. Like, that comes from something fairly horrible. Yeah. Are we going to get that sensitive that we can't say blitz? Because what that comes from, and lots of people died. Yeah. I think the first phrase that needs to go from football is... Uh, um. The well, I, I, how do you say it without being crass? Chris Collinsworth says it all the time. This guy's coming all night, and I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't listen to that. That's my brain. And then the other one, they're like, well, he's got to get off the field. He needs a blow. All right, I don't, I don't like that either. <laughs> Plenty of things that are said that could be taken the other way. You want to word police everything? I mean, I kind of do. But if you do have suggestions for the big. Uh, Holmberg after dark show tomorrow, and you want to put scenarios out there, 
And if you're going, especially, it'd be great. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. I've got a few really good ones and a few just absolute clunkers. <laughs> but if they come out of that, we'll give it a try. Some are pretty good, though. We've got, uh, I'll see if I can share a couple here, if I can find them. Um, somebody said keeping up with the Joneses. I like that one. Tommy Lee and Alex Jones and then have somebody else do another Jones. I, could, I, I don't know what the third one would be. Uh, wrestlers. I can do a good Shirley Jones. Can you? Yeah. All yeah. right. We're going to leave you out of that one. I don't mind telling you that uh, that's something you're not going to be part of. <laughs> I'll audition. All right. Give it a try. We'll do it uh, before. <laughs> Maybe t- this afternoon. Uh, this guy says, wrestlers running for president. And the topic, abortion. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Because I know Jonathan Kite does a John Cena impression. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, other celebrities trying to become Avengers was one. We kind of did that. Although that's not bad. Got a couple ideas for that. So there's going to be a ton of those. uh, And people have thrown out their ideas. If you've got any, put them in there. If you're going especially and you want to tell me at the pre-party, hey, how about this? That's fine, too. I'll I'll put it on the list. We'll get them in there. Here's uh, OJ and Rico Blaze on a double date. Why am, that's all me. <laughs> Include the guest. I don't want to do this all hey, night. I don't I'm, know. That's look, I'm hosting. <laughs> OJ and Rico Blake. On a double date. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't. I got the ideas are flowing now. Hey, how you doing, Rico? Are we ready to go? I, uh, <laughs> I just think maybe we should talk about the date that we got going on because, uh, well, I'm not bringing a woman. I couldn't get one, so we're going to double-team date. That's what we're going to do right now. Yeah, we are, OJ. And you know what I'm going to ask you to do when I'm done with this bitch? What's that, man? I'm going to need you to trim the fat, if you know what I'm saying. You know, i got to get rid of that fat bitch. There you go. That's it. we got the whole show right. There you go. So expect more of this nonsense tomorrow night. That's the deal. Because the juice is loose. All over that fat bitch. That's right, okay. We're going to do a little Rico after dark. <laughs> and we can do that at noon, because Rico is a black man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to eclipse this fat bitch. He likes some fat. I'm not so sure I like that. I will have to carve off some of that woman like a ham. Speaking of ham, Larry McFeely's still giving away ham to the holidays. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, Larry still catches heat for that. What are you writing? Nothing. All right, good. Uh, yeah, so tomorrow night, Holmberg After Dark. We don't know what's going to happen. Caliendo's probably scared to death. Jonathan Kite, I know, isn't. He's ready to go. The videos are uploaded. We're trying to figure out how to make the screen, uh, Guadalupe Square screen. Got a pretty good template. I don't know if it works. We're going to test that out tomorrow afternoon. I don't know. Try to get a live Guadalupe Squares in there. Moe's going to show up, try to host the squares. Brady will actually be the center square for the very first time ever. What? Yeah. I like his secret I'm square. Yeah, it's not it. I'm going to do it still. It's a, Brady's always the, the center square. We know that. The secret square might have to pop its head out. Oh. Or actually behind a curtain. So we can't, you know, all of your hand gestures. Are, oh, that's right. It is a secret yeah, it's after a secret, all. So, and, you know. and you can't see it or you'll guess immediately. <laughs> it's not Andy Reid. Although it may look exactly like that. Uh, we're excited about it tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the guy in uh, Peru who was a Down syndrome and was running, running, for running for office. He's run for office a couple of times. And uh, we talked about what a, uh, maybe a great idea, you know, maybe a great. May, it, and his slogan is, it's time. 
And, uh, yeah, like I said yesterday, years ago, I'd have probably fought this and thought, we got to stop. we got to have my old, my old phrase that I no longer believe. I no longer believe this. And it's been recent. I don't want people in office that I can relate to. That started with George Bush. It actually started when Clinton went on Arsenio's show and started to just relate to us like he's one of us. And I've always wanted the president to be exceptional human characteristics. I never wanted him to be, you know, I know they're flawed humans, but I, I never wanted him to pretend. Want it like royalty in I a way. hated the phrase, he's a guy you can have a beer with. Brett's a guy I want to have a beer with. The president is a guy too uh, cerebral to want to drink a beer with me. He's got too much on his plate and too much thinking to do. He can be nice to me. It doesn't mean he has to look down on me. But I want him to be an exceptional human being. I no longer believe that. I no longer care about that. Now I want the president to, to be just as dopey as ever because I'm here for the jokes. Because I'm not real sure it matters. I know it affects the think, economy, but it ebbs and flows. Everything's been... Don't in, you think that changed with the age? No, absolutely. Because as I aged, I realized, oh, it's just a cycle. We're going to go through some good ones. We're going to go through some bad ones, depending on my opinion. Like, I liked this time of my life, uh, like financial. And you start getting assets and you start realizing, oh, it's different. Nothing's per- different. Perception of the that person out there. Because I think about, you know, when you're saying, uh, I couldn't have a beer with him because he's just on I, that level. No, it's not on that level. I just want an exceptional human being that I'm not thinking to myself, sure would like to drink a beer with him. I don't want to see the president as I see you or Brett. Miss something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I don't want to think to myself, he'd be a good guy to take over to a bar and just chitter chat with. Doesn't mean like, this guy can't do that. He can have a beer. I just don't want to be a relatable bar patron as the most powerful man in the world. And now I do. And now I'm fine with it. Because I realize that if you go back in time and look at all the... uh, you know, the politicians and their pitches to us to elect them. We're getting off foreign oil. This uh, okay, this environment's got to change. I'm going to kill the death. never been. Nothing changes. Yep. Some of them do a better job than others. Uh, if you're uh, on the right side of the aisle, you hate when Democrats do stuff because it affects your business. And when you're on the left, it, it, the right side gets in, it affects your business. So you just it depends on how much money you're making at the time of whoever's in there. They can control the right. information, too, the perception sure. of presidents. But, You'd only hear whatever right. they're putting out. But now they're, you know, they went on Arsenio, played the sacks, and now Jimmy Fallon is part of the reason why we got to figure out whether we like the guy or not. I don't, I don't care if I like the president. I don't care at all. Is he, I, kick ass. That's all I want you to do. I don't care if you're a likable fella or I could have you over to dinner. I don't want you over to dinner. I want you to have better things to do. You used to feel that way. This Down syndrome guy had me thinking yesterday, it's better this way. And I got an email from someone who heard it, and he says, John, I have a 28-year-old son with Down syndrome. And yesterday, he and I were in the garage, and we heard you talking about a Down syndrome guy running for office. Guess what he wants to do? We created this. 
He's going to try and run for city council. I honestly think he wants to do it, and I'm behind him, especially after listening to you. (laughs) Once his campaign is official, I'll let you know his name and his intentions. I don't want his name out there right now, you understand, because today he's saying he wants to be a politician. Tomorrow he might tell me he wants to be a sunflower. (laughs) (laughs) So let's wait and see if this sticks. But if it does, I want you in on this. I'll tell you right now. His name's Daryl. I'll be your campaign manager, Daryl. I will be, and I will pay for all the advertising. I don't know if that's legal or not. I might have to kick myself off the air, but I'll do it. I will, I will. Look, he's not a good politician if you don't have somebody in the bag. So I'll say it here on the air, and then we'll deny it later. But I'll pay for all your ads here at KUPD, and we'll get you out there, and I'll mention you an awful lot in passing. It'll be crooked, but that's what a good politician does. What, what if you'd help a fundraiser? No, no. Because I don't think you could... I want to teach him the dark ways of politics also. I'm going to get him involved in a scandal right away. Because the media will look horrible attacking a guy with Down syndrome who may have mismanaged a couple bucks. Of course he did. Give him a break. He didn't know. It's a lot of words. And you know what it'll do? I thought about this yesterday afternoon. I was talking to Susan. And she's a queen of uh, all things here. And she says to me, I listen to you, and I don't. Like, can you call them downs? You just kept saying the downs. It's kind of the hip new kid way to call it, you know, down syndrome. I know Susan's not really into that. But I started thinking about that. You know how hard it is to, to like, a bill when politicians get hold of it? This, this dawned on me in my drive home yesterday. If the downs were running things, all those gigantic bills that are 30 and 50, you know, chapters long would be like a page and a half, just so the president or the guy understood it. You can't go into detail too much. It eliminates all sorts of superfluous silliness. Hiding stuff in there. Down syndrome people are yes and no people. They don't care about, like, why is pork involved? Like, he would, a Down syndrome person would have more logic than a politician to say, hey, how come in the abortion bill we're worried about grain sales? Why is that included? It's like, oh, it's a, they call that pork. I don't want it in there. Confusing. And then they'd have a one-pager. This could actually fix some stuff. Let's just eat the pork now. Take it out of the bill. How bad would it be if the city councilman misappropriated a couple of accounting dollars during his campaign and then gets called out by, you know, that guy with the big bags under his eyes over on Channel 3 that does that uh, politics unplugged? Dennis, what's his name? Welch? He looks like he hasn't slept in years. And he goes up to a mentally challenged person and says, tell me about your misappropriation of funds. And the guy goes, I'm sorry. Dennis Welch looks like an asshole. We can't lose with this guy. So Daryl, father of Downs. That's right. That's what you're known as now, the father of Downs. I want to be your campaign manager when you finally reveal this wonderful child of yours. 28 years old. How old do you have to be to run in city council? Like 15 Probably 25. Probably old enough to vote. 25. I don't know. City councils, they don't care about that at all. You can be a child and do that. It's a low aspiration, and then usually they they just test the waters to see if they've got any chops. I like this idea. And like like that guy down there, Mujica, says in Peru, it's time. Let's get some Downs people in that circle. (laughs) Down with the Downs, I say. (laughs) I want to be king of the Down syndrome people. That's what I want. I want them to hail me as their king because I'm giving them an opportunity to run the planet. It is time. So you want to be like C-3PO on the thing where yeah. the Ewoks are carrying him through? Yes, yeah, so it would look very similar. Okay. 
<laughs> a bald, weird thing that's kind of shiny being carried around by a bunch of little overly hairy people who don't really make much sense when they talk. <laughs> yes, the Ewok. And I may dress them up. Like, that would be adorable. It, there's a scandal... And the Downs kid, I'm like, all right, here, you got to wear the Ewok outfit. But they're going to ask me about my money problems. If you go out in that Ewok thing, the first thing you're going to hear is, oh, it's not going to, the media is going to be totally disarmed if you go dressed as an Ewok to this, uh, you know, this witch hunt. Okay, Mr. Holmberg, I'll take your word for it because you are my C-3PO. Right, get out there. (laughs) Do what's right. Tap him on his little Ewok ass and send him out there. Tell me about the money thing. I wasn't very, I didn't know what I was up to. All right. Well, I don't have any follow-ups for that. At least he copped to it. I'll give it back. All right. That's all we need. Thank you. Then you say slogan, it's time. Yeah. 706 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> time. Bye-bye. <laughs> and just for no reason, it says, vote downs, paper or plastic. Why? Nobody would know why, but he says that. Paper plastic. That's what we're after. Life is about choices. One side or the other. So I would like to announce my campaign, paper or plastic. It's a simple decision. I'm going to bag this election. (laughs) We're going to bag it up. This election is in the bag. Paper or plastic. Vote Downs. (laughs) I'm a Downsy and I approve this message. So we've got one, boys. This little weird article. There might be multiple candidates. We might have to have a debate. God damn it. Will that ever happen right here? Yes. The morning sickness debates. Downs debates. Oh, my God. Paradise and Pearl will be uh, hosting the uh, debates (laughs) or what? We'll have them sitting here as the moderators and just, oh, oh, the entertainment factor is the highest I've ever heard. King of the Downs. That's me. He's our leader, you know. <laughs> a very mild case of Down syndrome. Yes, my eyes made it through. One of them. Anyway, Daryl, you and your son, I'm rooting for you already in this next election, but it could be awesome. I can't wait to find out if Daryl's son, find out his name. Like, he wouldn't give us his name just because if he does change his mind and want to be Post Malone tomorrow. <clears throat> It changes things yeah, up. Daryl's like, I shouldn't have given his name out on the air. And I understand that. But if you do know somebody named Daryl who's got a Downs kid who's in his late 20s, more than likely that's our guy. <laughs> like, hey, I know a Daryl with a Down syndrome son in his late 20s. That's our guy. Watching that uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum show. Yeah. I'd have voted for a couple of those people. They just figured stuff out real easy. It was all just very pragmatic. They didn't, you know, the only problem that most of those folks had on that show was that they emotionally fell for things too fast. Like, they weren't susceptible to tricks as much as they were to love. Like, they immediately fell in love and liked people too fast. And it wasn't that they trusted them. They loved them. I love you. And, I mean, imagine disarming President G or Putin with that immediately. A nuclear disarmament must occur in the next month. I love you. Okay, that's adorable. <laughs> Stop it. I love you, Vladimir. <laughs> I would like you to stop saying you love me so much because you're making me blush. I love you. <laughs> All right, what do you want? No more nukes. All right. I did it, everybody. <laughs> he comes out dressed for no reason in a rocky robe. I did it. 
No more nukes. His vice president's a duck. We're fine with it. I'm very excited about this. Now that I've gotten this email, it's even better. Uh, so, damn it, John. How about uh, tomorrow night? A bit gave me an idea. The greatest actor of all time, Michael Caine. <laughs> With Down syndrome, running for office. I don't even know how. That's putting me through the paces there. I'm Michael Kang. I'm Rock Dying Syndrome. <laughs> that's pretty close. That's pretty close. I'm only 15 years old. Yeah, but i got to add the accent in. It is a little Michael Kane-ish. I told you to blow the bloody doors off. Bananas, jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. But I don't think that's a thing anybody else is going to be entertained by, Nick. So, just you. 15 jelly beans. It's John, you uh, you guys have may come up with the most glorious event in radio history. The Downs debates. I would like Brady to moderate that. I think Brady's got a I good chance of making those people very comfortable. <laughs> this guy is trouble reading all the questions. Spit it out already. Yeah. Uh-oh, this one says, damn it. My daughter has Downs. She'll be 18 next year. Let's get this thing rolling. She'd be cool being the first female Downs running for something. And if not, just ask her twice. She'll probably agree to do it eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They all eventually, I don't want to do that. Would you like to be vice president? No, I don't think so. Would you like to be vice president? Okay. And again, the Constitution, this guy's right. It makes perfect sense, John. The Constitution wasn't meant to be complicated. It was written by grown men with third-grade educations. That's what we keep forgetting. These founding fathers we lean on so much, they just had good vocabularies. They weren't aware of anything. Just their own little surroundings. They were educated. Eh, educated to that level. Back then, they In didn't England. know much. Okay, they didn't know anything by today's standards. You shoot those guys into today, and they're stupid as stumps. But what they'd come here with is, wait a minute. Why are you making this so hard? Back then, the goal was, let's make it easy. Uh, we didn't like that England persecuted us for religion, so we came here and we said we're not a religious thing. Okay, simple as punch. We can't get involved, and they can't get involved. That's the beauty of the Constitution. They're like little tiny sentences that say, here's one thing you can't do, here's one thing we can't do. Done. Next. It's glorious. And if you shot George Washington into 2023... You'd be dealing with probably the dumbest man you've ever met in your life by today's standards. And that's all we do today is look back at how dumb everyone was and then uh, cancel them. They weren't bright. They could, you know, spin a sentence. They sure did have good uh, vocabularies, but they weren't smart. They, I don't even know if they knew what germs were yet. Look at how much the uh, fighting strategy Changed throughout the time when they first were doing it. It's got to be very formal. You want to tell me those guys were smart when they said, Hitting all right, lines. here's how war works. <laughs> Line up and shoot at each other and then switch lines. Line two. Right. right. It was a terribly dumb group. Not a smart bunch. Here's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homework's Morning Sickness. A few of them were smarter than the others. But how they it really... changed, because it's just amazing, because all the other wars that had happened, maybe they didn't know enough about them. They weren't lining up. Here's the thing about history that I love. And it comes, like Winston Churchill, I think, was the one who said it. Uh, victory, or history goes to the victor. Whoever won gets to tell the story of what happened. 
But what history does is, is glorify the good guys, vilify the bad guys. But you never hear the stupid, dumb ideas that the good guys sometimes have. That just goes away. I'm sure there's a few things Ben Franklin said that were like, what the f*** is Ben talking about? Yeah, but nobody had an iPhone back then. Right, but yeah, so so you could erase it. Yeah. And then it's just like, if you think of Ben Franklin, all you think of uh, poor Richard's Almanac, all these great ideas, the kite. I mean, the dude was flying a kite with a piece of metal on it in a lightning storm. How smart was he? He didn't discover electricity. Electricity discovered him. He got electrocuted, and they were like, he did and they were so stupid to go, he, he discovered electricity. He was electrocuted. He was, if you saw that today, it would be like if a dude was trying to do a high wire act on a, like that mother is going to burn up. What's he doing? I think I'll fly it with a key. Let's see what happens. You're the dumbest mother on the planet. And we give him credit for discovering electricity because he got electrocuted one day. I think it was because it was like, if I do this, will this give me more poon? <laughs> like I was, I was a hound. But also think about it today. If uh, you got electrocuted flying a metal kite in a lightning storm and a mentally challenged person came up to you, they would silver lining it just like we did. Ben go, well, guess what? In a weird way, you've discovered electricity. <laughs> like they found a way to make that all right. When essentially it was a fat, weird drunk outside with a metal kite in a lightning storm. That's dumb. But he didn't know it was dumb. Because he was even dumber than we give him credit for now. That man was dumb. 53,000 degrees going down that line. You hear me say it now. Ben Franklin was dumb. By today's standards. Back then, flying metal kites in a lightning storm seems like a good idea. Also keep in mind, dude was standing outside in the rain for no reason, having an afternoon. They always show a picture of it like there's the window. Right. So if he's flying down there, like, "Ah, try to to get a car. Try to get a kite in the air. Unless there's a hurricane out your window. Let's just see what happens if I tie metal to this. Brilliant. Right. Idiot. It was dumb. If that happened next door, there's a horrible monsoon coming and Dave's standing in the rain trying to fly a kite. Call the police. It's (laughs) gone crazy. (laughs) Ben Franklin is an idiot. If you place him today. Back then, a revolutionary. Look at him out there. Early bird gets the worm. I also don't know how you can consider that in, uh, invention or discovery of electricity because what's the next step? Now that I've discovered it, it'll be in every home. How are you going to do that? Well, we all have to have kites with keys on it and hope that it rains. He didn't discover how to get it. He just knew that one way was pretty powerful. We need to harness that electricity. He was basically Doc Brown. gigawatts. Marty, I've discovered electricity. What the hell's a gigawatt? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ben Franklin was dumb. All of our founding fathers were were dumb. But what they were were simple men. Simple men who knew how to fight. They were just badass. They were hell's angels. They knew how to fight. They knew how to get through a, a war. They knew how to cheat. That's why we're a country. We hid in trees and stuff and broke England's rules. And uh, we just basically, uh, we're a black and white society going, nah, this way works and this way doesn't, so let's try that. Write that sentence down. Don't make it too complicated so people can't really question it. They were all lawyers of the day, too. Come on. It's funny. I was looking up Franklin. I'm like, what would he, his job, well, he started out successful newspaper editor and printer. Sure. They all had good words. They read a lot. So they knew how to speak to each other. But none of them were educated by 
standards of any sort of substance. He was old when he started that, 23. Yeah, he was almost was dead. Old. <laughs> I think he lived a long time. <laughs> He's but he got was, 10 more years. He, he was probably counting the days at that point. He was a grandfather of eight by 23. He was flying kites in the rain. That's a lunatic doing that. So let's get the downs back in this thing and start living life like, let's get some founding father brains back on this project. I'm all for this. Yeah, Sean Lloyd says he wasn't that dumb. He did uh, make his son fly the kite, evidently, while he was taking notes. Yeah, sure, he blew his son up. That was just how they performed abortions in the late 1700s. You got a kite flyer? Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, grab this metal kite and run around outside in the rain. But, Father, just do it or I'll beat you. Jesus, don't you know what year it is? All right. Running around outside, taking off. Well, so far, so good. Every time, oh, geez, there he's down. He's down. Something good happened there, and the kite's on fire. I think that's electricity. <laughs> what he did was discover the word electricity. Jesus, electric. Whoop, that just shot out of my mouth. I don't even know what that is. Did you have the word electric before that day? Then someone else discovered electricity. But it's a pretty stupid way to find out you got electricity. I'm going to harness one of those lightning bolts. Nothing bad can happen from that. Oh, yeah. You're the dumbest mother on the planet. Go write a book. <laughs> I'm going to see what fronts of cars do to my face. Oh, yeah. We, we discovered collisions. <laughs> that guy's not in the history books. I bet you I can wrestle that camel. I bet you Ben Franklin said stuff like, I bet you I beat that ostrich up. Okay. So he's a bro at the bar? Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially Come what he on, was. Man. I'll that, bet you I can do I, that. I can almost bet you that that kite thing... Was a bar bet. <laughs> you can't get a kite with... Uh, you. I bet you couldn't get it up right now. But it's raining, especially now. I'll give you three cents, which was like a billion dollars. And a shot of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had Jameson. The Irish were all yeah. over it. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Bring back the downs. And this guy, Nicholas, is like, listeners are dumb. Although several universities and other educational institutions bear his name, Washington didn't go to college. The only major founding father without a college education. He left school at 15 because his family couldn't afford it. As a result, he was self-taught in many fields. It's the same as me. But he read more and had a better vocabulary. That's all. They, 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 we read what they wrote and we're like, man, they must have been brilliant. Nah. It's just how they talked back then. 150 years from now, somebody will look back at what Brett wrote down and go, my God, he's like the Queen's English. <laughs> Although they'll say, man, my f- devil, all good. Because that's the direction <laughs> we're going. He don't do that. I hear your kids. They can't even say the word mountain anymore. Mountain. Okay. You're the whitest <laughs> girl in the room. There's people on the mountain. <laughs> my friends. I broke my button. My, my friend's daughter. We were in a golf cart, bougie moment, driving from his house to mine, and they're taking me home in their golf cart, and it has Christmas lights and all that. And she's in the back, and there's people climbing uh, what I used to call Squaw Peak, but they tore it down and rebuilt it. It's Piestawa now. And there's a line of lights going up there. And Kate goes, geez, look at all the lights on the mountain. <laughs> Mark goes, why do you say it that way? I'm like, I, all of them do, Mark. There's no fight in it. What? You want me to say mountain? No, how about mountain? Mountain. <laughs> like, stop it. My button. I hate kids. My button. I lost weight at Red Mountain. 
And just then you were so glad you called Dr. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I just started poking her with a hanger. She's like, what are you doing? And it's called an abortion. (laughs) Late term, but I'm doing it. Uh, Anyway. Mountain. Yeah, your kids are dumb. And they're going to look back at what we wrote 150 years from now because they're going to raise dummies. Those dummies are going to raise dummies. We progressively get uh, a new language involved. What I'm doing right now, talking, a founding father would be like, this guy's illiterate. Like, I'm dangling participles. I'm ending sentences with prepositions. I got also... They didn't ever do that. They were smarter when it came to our language, which made them seem smart to us now. I think I've got Kirby off the mountain. She used to do it, too. A a little bit. There was a little hint, and I quickly was... Yeah, stop that. ...doing exaggerations on And you, of all people... Respect how words are said. Yes. So yes, that's a smart move on your wordsmith. Yeah. I love kids. <laughs> You're the only one in this room that can say yeah, that right. right now. Yeah. In fact, Bream is. It's, it's, and I don't even like saying that. It sounds creepy. I love children. Yeah. I really love children. I uh, love my kid. Brett's most famous words through history, a hundred years from now, would be on his tombstone. It's like the great Brett Fesley of the. Early 21st century once said, hey, buddy, give me a boost. And then, <laughs> and then he discovered gravity. Because he was thrown off the shoulders of a chubby little man who tossed him onto the ground. Broke his wrist. Yeah, that's, that would be what discovering gravity would have been if Newton hadn't gotten hit in the head with an apple. Is boosties from Brett and his little Italian buddy throwing him on the ground. And that's when the great Brett Vesley discovered gravity. How come I fell so fast? We have to do some math on that. Thanks, Sir Isaac Newton. His Wikipedia. He loved Mustangs. Isaac Newton was a smart dude for his time. <laughs> he got hit in the head with an apple. He was sleeping. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Says, uh, Jonathan says, it's like the movie Idiocracy when they keep saying, those founding fathers sure talk like a bunch of homo F-words. <laughs> That's what makes that movie hilarious, because that's the future. We're doing it. Anyway, I digress. Daryl, get that son of yours in. Whoever the other guy was, was it Nick? Whoever has the, uh, the daughter who's turning 18, run that one, too. We're running the down. The, we're running the downs. What are they, isn't it most uh, tracks are called downs? Yeah. Yeah. We had Sciota Downs. Sciota Downs, and there's downs all over the place. Let's run the downs. And then a foot race for no reason at all after every debate. Just a, a, a downsy foot race. It's fun. Fun. But, yeah, we're, we're too stupid. We're going to keep going with dumber people. I hate to break it to uh, our friend Kevin at Prestige Billiards, though, but uh, yesterday when he said that that hot air balloon crashed into his house, there's a whole load of listeners now that know where he lives. And that's... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, let me warn you, listeners, don't mess with this guy. Meathead is a... Uh, it's not worth it, man. I've, I've watched him pick up the slate. I went to help when he... On the pool table. ...delivered my pool table. He had four slabs of slate in the back of his truck. And I'm like, well, can I help out? And he goes, yeah, if you want to grab some. And I watched him pick one up off the top and carry it into my house with his hands. I couldn't move it. This dude is abnormally strong, like Steinbeck strong, like he's a beast. <laughs> Lenny and George strong, like this dude. <laughs> yeah, he's powerful strong. 
And so if you guys want to go over there and find the hot air balloon thing and start messing around in Meathead's front yard, you're going to end up like one of the puppies from uh, of Mice and Men. It's not good. When you see him start to turn green, run. <laughs> right, because he laughed. He's not like like when the Hulk gets angry. If the Hulk got angry and giggled the whole time, that's what he'd look like. Like they always say that when I'm a tactical black, it's not the size of the guy. In this particular case, it might be because <laughs> I think just he's just he just he, punk. He just looks like he'll drill you into the earth and giggle the whole time. My favorite story Meathead has is he was driving that uh, pool table truck down the street, loaded up with pool tables, <laughs> going down the sixty, and a meth head ran across the road and jumped in front of his pool table truck. He hits the brake, smashes into the meth head, gets out, tries to help the guy he just hit with the car, ran out in the freeway, and the dude gets up, starts hitting him. And Kevin grabs him, like, stop it. And then he realizes, oh, I'm dealing with a zombie. And the guy starts swinging away, so so Kevin tries to put him out of his misery. Just hit him with the truck. Starts swinging away, clunk, 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 and he's like, the guy starts smiling and his eyes get bigger. Oh. And he's like, I'm in trouble. Like he's like, and all he did is all I knew to do was just keep swinging. <laughs> his his default was, all right, punch it as many times as you've got punches. And he said, then the cops showed up, and he's just punching away, and the guy's taking every one of them. And Meathead's a big dude, and the guy ran off, and it took eight cops to settle him down. He had just been hit by a pool table truck, and he ran away. <laughs> So, it's fair warning. Meathead knows what he's doing. I know the news told you where he lives now because that hot air balloon crashed on his house. But Good luck with that, pal. Might want to leave him alone. There's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homework's Morning Sickness. Or knock on his door and say, I'd love a pool table. I understand you're the man for the job. And I'll give you free accessories. That's the only thing. Is that the Holmberg discount? That's the, yeah, that's the, sorry about that. The news told you where you lived. Yeah, Kevin's a good dude, but uh, I wouldn't go traipsing around in his yard without him knowing about it. That's all. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today, Bert? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is time. It's time to head up north and get the skiing and snowboarding on. So if uh, you need a new a new pair of skis, a new snowboard, Action Ride Shop's the place to be. And if you don't want to spend the money right now, you just want to go rent some gear and check it out, see if it's for you. Just go to Action Ride Shop. They'll, they'll get you covered. they got all the information, all the uh, advice you're going to need to make the right decisions. So ActionRideShop.com or just go visit the boys down there on Gilbert Road in Southern. And it was uh, 19 years ago today we lost Dimebag Daryl. So oh, wow. everything's coming up, uh, Pantera and the damage plan. So we got five minutes Where alone. Where the down boys wow. go? Because Warren? Yeah. No. Why, you want that? For the debates? I don't oh, know. no, no, no. That's all right. We'll get that later, Brady. <laughs> that's that's no tribute to Dimebag. Oh. You were thinking about something else while Brett yeah, was talking was. about something very dark. Uh, five minutes alone, becoming the art of shredding, domination, save me from damage plan, mouth for war, primal concrete sledge, and drag. Bombs. And how many years ago was it? Nineteen. Nineteen. It was two thousand four. And again, I always say this: I I will never forget driving into work that morning and hearing KTAR's Ned Foster, the the Dimebag Daryl situation. And I'm like, why is he talking about Dimebag Daryl when I turn the radio on? And uh, then you found out about the situation. I personally thought we would never, ever, ever, ever go to concerts the same way again. 
after that. Now it's almost back to normal. It's like the way it was beyond pre- that. If if yeah, if anything, it's gotten like more lax. Occasionally, you go through some metal detectors, but no, no. pretty easy to get around that. This so small, happens when you go to little dirt show shows. and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, you go to yeah, you go to those big shows and they've got them. But I mean, damage can be done. I, I was I was literally shocked that no no you can't shoot Kiss now because they're all AI so I guess that might have been the future I honestly thought it would all be screens I thought it would be movie theater concert I didn't think they'd put themselves at risk with that heavy heavy security it's just basically what it used to be and I guess that's a good thing but that that was a tragedy like that is a remarkable assassination a terrible terrible night and Ned Foster told me about it. Bad news in Ohio, because he used to sing all the news for some reason. Someone called Dimebag Daryl was shot last night. Is he still around? No. <laughs> Not Dime. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood <laughs> the question. That's clearly, I, I think know, he's still alive. 19 years ago. Ned Foster? Don't know. Haven't heard. I just remember I was at Jim Sharp's wedding, and Ned Foster and him worked together. And they did their vows on mics, and there was feedback. And Ned Foster's, he was basically Ned Flanders and a newsman combined. And he's sitting right ahead of us. And he's also had Mr. Mackey's head from South Park. He had the biggest balloon paper mache head and this little tiny body. And he was always radio. He's one of those, I hate radio people, but always one of those guys that talked about feedback or ohms or whatever. It was just garbage talk about cans and my, what mic are you on? Like, nobody knows. Shut up. So you go up to the towers and check those Yes, out he's one of those guys. Time. I just wanted yeah. to hang out with the engineers and learn about the tower. I'm like, yuck. It's like the kids who like school too much. But at, the, at Jim's uh, wedding, the microphone fed back. <laughs> I love you so much, Karen. And Ned from the audience of the wedding won't let this beautiful moment just have some feedback. Sounds like we need an engineer. Uh, feedback. Uh, uh, we Hot mic. Hot mic. I'm like, stop it, dick. It's the man's vows. Yep, there he is. Hot mic. Stop, Foster. <laughs> Let him cut through it. We all know you're a radio expert, and this is not good for ratings. I wonder if he would record that Just Fix It for us. <laughs> he's he's the guy. Just Fix It. I'm Ned Foster, and I sound like this all the time. I didn't know the man, but he, he rubbed me the wrong way at Sharp's wedding. In bed by seven. Oh, the program director's going to have a hard time with that feedback. Oh, God. Foster's still on the air. In this beautiful outdoor venue in Flagstaff where two people are trying to show us they, they're in love and you won't let go of the technical difficulties. Ugh, he's married to his job. Ah, 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 hot mic. We heard it. Shut up. Just give him a a cigar and some bourbon. Yeah, he's one of those No, no, Shirley Temple. Ah, I'm not allowed to drink anymore. Yeah, I imagine that got you in some trouble. I've been punched a lot. Really? Really? to happen again. Yeah, you don't shut up at this guy's wedding. Uh Uh-oh. Remember that? I stood behind him in the thing. I think I cocked my fist, but I'm going to punch him in the back of the head. Hot mic. Die and laugh. Your love doesn't matter as much because the mic dropped the ratings. These aren't rated events, you ass face. It's his <laughs> wedding. He had a little feedback. It's the venue's fault. It's 
wife just yanking on his arm. Shut up. This is embarrassing. Feedback. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulty. Shut up, Foster. You're just in the crowd. <laughs> but that's how I found out Dimebag Daryl died from that guy. Jim oh. Sharp should have had him sing a reading. Jim Sharp for the, for the wedding should have walked right over to him and taken that mic and cracked him in the face with it. <laughs> Shut up, Foster. We're not on the radio. Ah, ah. But you're trying to broadcast. You're amplifying your voice. What is that? A Shore Fifty Eight Eight Ohm? Shut up, Foster. God, I wanted to hit him. It's, but that's why Brady says that. If you don't even every know morning. it, every Friday when Brady goes, it's Friday, we've made it. Because he used to say that every Friday. And Brady's been doing that, making fun of Ned Foster for probably 18 years. It's Friday, we've made it. Shut up. Oh, radio people. You listeners don't have any idea how lucky you are to not work with them. <laughs> They're almost all awful. Just almost all of them. Uh, let's do Jim a little Cross wasn't there. Uh, Jim Cross was probably there in the background, <laughs> going, "Oh, this whole wedding's a f- catastrophe." I don't even know. He was so there. Depressed. He was there at two in the morning yeah. before the wedding. Happened. <laughs> yeah, Jim Foster or Jim Foster. Yeah. Jim Cross standing live outside the nuptial center. Uh, we've got people. I guess they're going to come in and watch a wedding. Uh, Evidently, Jim loves this Karen woman, and it's reciprocated in some sort of a physical act that'll occur later after the ceremony. Uh, I don't know. Jim Cross, just on the last shreds of life, KTIR News. Looks like we got a half hour of the wedding, and then all of a detour Dan giving the traffic. <laughs> hey, we got a whole bunch of people clogging up the streets and the Flagstaff. All right, let's head on up to the traffic chopper, the wedding traffic chopper. Was Griselda there, too? Griselda wasn't alive yet. Oh, damn. This was like 2005. Way before. Griselda Saltino, I am the flower girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then at the end, it was like uh, we had to go over to the... You know, the, good the, weddings. Yeah, the re- Oh, yeah. The reception was there, and then you're like, go! I'm Sal LaGuardia. I came to this Hall of Fame. News. So many broken classes. Oh, busted at a Don't touch the hair. LaGuardia, hey, Cross, you want something to eat? I don't know why I'd even feed this body, to be honest with you. It's, uh, uh, my inability to kill myself is probably the thing that depresses me most. Whatever there, Cross. Woo, he's a bowl of beans. Speaking of a bowl of beans, it's Griselda Santino. <laughs> Cross had to leave early because you got to cover a sinkhole in Sedona. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a storm on the freeway and four or five immigrants fell in. And, uh, I don't know. Nobody's going to do a thing about it. We'll just Jim Cross outside. See you guys of a, on Monday. <laughs> Jim Cross outside of a huge hole in Sedona. That's <laughs> one of the worst things ever. I get to do Broomhead's podcast next Tuesday, and don't think I'm not going to do my KTR's oh. greatest hits on that thing. I don't know, Broomhead. I don't know the answer to that. Let's send it off to Jim Cross, who's standing at a cemetery for no reason. Yeah, I'm just wildly depressed out here, standing <laughs> at a cemetery. Uh, evidently, Governor Hobbs had something to say. I really don't care. Jim Cross, uh, I'm on my last legs. KTAR News. <laughs> It's Jim Cross in front of a dark building at four in the morning because they put me on location, uh, fighting the urge to kill myself once again while Jim Shark pushes me out the door. I hate my life. KTR News.
Thanks for that riveting report. They've literally let Jim Cross be the firefighter expert, the border expert, the Leather, guy. Everything. The poor prick had to go down to the zone every day. I'm standing here with the smelliest group of mother efforts you've ever had in your life. <laughs> Are we live? Could barely breathe, uh, and it's actually good. I kind of want to dive into this heroin den and just end it all. Uh, I'm reporting live from the zone. It's uh, it's cross. <laughs> Everybody can go f- himself. <laughs> I love that guy. He says how I feel about the news. <laughs> it's always just so depressing. <laughs> I'm hosting a child's birthday, and it's supposed to be festive, but uh, there's about to be blood on the walls. I swear to God, I'm putting all my brains outside. <laughs> it's uh, Timmy's eighth grade, eight, eight, what are you, eight, eight years old? Yeah, he's eight years old today, and uh, he's going to be covered in my guts in a second. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open my belly like a two-pound trout from my nuts to my throat in about two seconds with a hunting knife. Jim Cross, uh, children's birthday party, go f*** yourself. <laughs> That's one children's party yeah. I would go to. <laughs> Jim, Jim Cross. He's like 6'11", too. He's just this hulk of a man. He's, he's, he's a, a giant, depressed person who's constantly given jobs he the hates. The new sign-off skull. I don't know him, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Cross, uh, go f*** yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> they just they run with it. Yeah, Jim, uh, I'm out here right now. Uh, you you made me stand in front of this. What is this uh, subway? Evidently, somebody shot at it last night. I'm in the avenues, so uh, Jim Cross, go f- yourself. I want to live today. I'm going home. Thanks a lot, Jim. More news from Jim Cross later when we find some other horrible place for him to stand. Sorry, I got off on the whole KTAR thing. Because of Ned Foster telling me about yeah. Dimebag Daryl. This is what you can expect tomorrow. It's, uh, we've only got 90 minutes. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, I can't wait. Tomorrow night's show is going to be just a, Sorry, folks. We didn't get anything done we wanted to. I'll have Kelly. Sorry, folks. This guy goes on. Uh, You're anyway, like, what are we doing here? Let's do uh, five minutes alone. All right. For uh, Jim Sharp. Jim Cross and uh, Meathead. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yeah.